0: This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. My name is Adam Glynn. I am uh, I'm solo today, but I'm not solo because I'm here with my friend, the host of the To Die For Daily podcast, a podcast Dax and I were recently on, Kinsey Schofield. Sk- Kinsey, how are you?
1: I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. I miss Dax, but you and I have some chemistry, Adam. So this we do is going to well. work today.
0: I think it's going to do well. Dax right now is in Germany for the month because he's a huge uh, David Hasselhoff fan. So he (laughs) wanted to go to the country where David Hasselhoff (laughs) rules. Uh, But I I appreciate you coming out. Your podcast is awesome because you're a Royals expert. We went on your podcast. We talked about our Royal experience. um, But how would you explain your podcast?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a pop culture take on the, British ro- on the British royal family. There was a lot of slurring right there. I promise I'm sober. But um, yeah. it's a pop culture take on the British royal family. I think that royalty can seem so stuffy, but it's also super fun to follow. And, you know, with Meghan and Harry in the States, it's become even more fun to follow. And I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you have Google alerts on your name, but as I was in London for the Jubilee, it was blowing up some of the stuff you said on my podcast, the the, the British media talked. Talking about One of the quotes you said was, you know, that that Harry and Meghan are inevitably going to need the media if they want to continue to have careers in entertainment in Hollywood. And the British media apparently loved that quote because you were splashed everywhere. So that was so fun for me in London to see all those headlines from our podcast.
0: I love that. Well, their podcast is definitely a hit. It's definitely very interesting. Again, I feel like a lot of Americans aren't familiar. We have people who listen all around the world, but a lot of Americans... You know, our podcast is majority audience, I would say Americans. They're not, they love the royalty, but some people are just like, they don't understand what's the big deal about it. But then after seeing the Netflix show, I get it. It's just yeah. like a real kind of soap opera series. It's fascinating. <laughs> you know, there's so much going on with it. So, but I appreciate you coming on the podcast. This, uh, at the end of the week, we do the weekly rundown where we talk about the top 10 stories of the week. Lately, it's been kind of crazy. I feel like it's toned down since Johnny Depp is not in the news. Uh, It's... it's It's just more normal, back to normal, kind of stupid celebrity stories. However, what we try to do is fill you in so you know a little bit of what's going on before the weekend starts. Uh, The best thing to do to support this podcast is leave a review, five-star only. If you do that, we'll actually read your review live on air. We do that a lot. And uh, before we go to today's news, uh, let's get to a sponsor. Hey, Kinsey, you ever like someone a lot, like a lot, and they don't like you back?
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: Okay, that's never happened to me. Selfesteem.com. Check it out, everyone. All right, let's get to the top 10 stories of the week. Um, I'm just kidding. It's just a selfesteem.com. I just made that up. Uh, it's so <laughs> stupid. What am I doing? I smoked a <laughs> joint before I came into this. All right, let's do it. The number 10, we're going to start from number 10, Brad Pitt. Kinsey, you like Brad Pitt?
1: I love Brad Pitt.
0: Brad Pitt spent close to a year Looking for gold in his French estate. How crazy is that? In his GQ magazine cover story, he says that a man once convinced him that one of the previous owners of his French chateau stole millions of dollars' worth of gold during the medieval times and buried it in the estate. However, after a year of searching... Pitt found no treasure and discovered that the man who told him about it was seeking investment in some sort of radar company. His state has done very well for him, actually. His, he's got a, a wine, a rose wine that he turned into a million dollar business from his estate. It's kind of wild. Brad Pitt just thinking he has, I mean, that's such a champagne problem. He so think he has gold in his property that he owns in in France. How cool is that?
1: Not only that, but like, how cool is it that we've probably had Brad Pitt's rosé and we didn't even know it if it's that successful? But isn't this like a movie plot? You know, a man searches for gold in his backyard for a year and then finds out it was all just a con because one of his neighbor investors needed a needed half a mil so that he could pursue his dreams. It's a movie.
0: It really is. It's kind of wild with the times right now how we're all falling for a lot of these entrepreneurs and we think are real entrepreneurs. And the guy had You know, other motives. He was trying to sell him on a business. Uh, It's kind of crazy, but can you imagine Brad Pitt just shirtless, just digging in his backyard, thinking he's got gold? Like, (laughs) it's just, it's straight out of a movie. And just to have him to have like a French estate, how cool is that to own? I I mean, that is.
1: That champagne problems is the right way to describe it, though. This is Brad Pitt complaining about wasting a year of his life looking for gold in his backyard, in his million dollar mansion, while we were like, Mad because Uber Eats prices went up because we were stuck <laughs> in our houses for COVID.
0: <laughs> right? It's, man, that is so wild. All right, let's get to number nine Kate Bush. Has admitted she is shocked and excited to be discovered by young people thanks to the recent chart success of Running Up That Hill. Isn't that crazy? The six year old th- singer's 1985 hit has climbed back to the top of the charts uh, after being featured in popular Netflix sci fi show Stranger Things. Uh, Bush has given a rare interview to BBC's Women Hour as a result. It's just extraordinary, the British singer has shared. I mean, it's such a great series. I thought the track would get some attention, but just never imagined that it was that would be anything like this. It's so exciting, but it's quite shocking, really, isn't it? I mean, the whole world's gone mad. Isn't that crazy that Kate Bush is now a star again? I just think from the first,
1: I think for the first time in her life, that song hit number one. If I'm, if I, it could be. It has. Oh, right. So so what I was going to ask you, though, is I have not been able to scroll through Instagram or TikTok without hearing this song in the last two weeks. Are you are you getting hit with this song left and right, too, on social media?
0: Somehow on my social media algorithm, it keeps popping up. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not a social I'm not a Stranger Things watcher. So I haven't watched this. I watched the first season, but I haven't watched after that it's crazy that the song finally after all these years has reached number one it's kind of cool i mean we saw that with like fleetwood mac years ago like you know what about a year ago or two years ago now with the guy drinking yeah, cranberry yeah, yeah, juice how yeah. these songs that came out years ago became number one again hits just from kind of these you know that was from tiktok this is from a crazy tv show but it's, i mean good for her yeah i'm curious what she does from this
1: and she said that her kid, for the first time in her life, her kid thinks she's cool. And that's like, that's at the end of the day, that's probably all you want, right?
0: Uh, you, you hope so. All right. Number eight after two years. Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker have decided to call it quits. According to a source, uh, Kendall and Devin hit a rough patch uh, recently and have split for about a week and a half. The couple had a really nice time in Italy together during sister Kourtney Kardashian's wedding festivities. The insider explains, but once they got back, they started to feel like they weren't aligned and realized they have very different lifestyles. Uh, First of all, there's a source going on with this. That makes me question it. Um... It, it, there really is when it comes to a source in the Kardashians, I start to wonder if that source is actually Kendall Jenner. It's just okay. them kind of con- control the narrative. However, it doesn't mean that this is a permanent breakup. According to the source, uh, they both hope to make it work, but as one, but as of now, they are split.
1: Yeah, well, I also re- You know, I also think that when it when they when they Source goes directly to E. I think that that you have a very good point that we could seri- we should con- ser- seriously consider that it's a Kardashian. We also heard from the source that Kendall is the one that made the decision. She said she wanted the distance. Um, but also, if I'm if I'm being honest with you, looking at this rundown, this was my least favorite story. I was actually pretty torn up about this because they're my favorite Kardashian couple. I really do like them much more than I like anybody. Courtney and Travis molesting each other on on red carpets. And and we're about to get into what Kim and Pete do in their spare time. Truly, Kendall and Devin are my favorite couple. So this is really disappointing.
0: I thought they were going to be in it for the long run. I just felt like they handled it very well. They didn't put themselves out there as much as everyone else. So it was just like a very nice sort of in in what we would uh, consider normal relationship. So I actually thought this was going to go the distance Uh, again a lot of the words in this story are very, like, again, as a journalist, I see a lot of strong words coming from Kendall's camp in this story that are very subliminal. So, I think it's more of her trying to control the narrative of what happened there. Um, But, we're going to get to number seven. Number seven, another Kardashian story, and this one's kind of gross. Kim Kardashian (laughs) was on The Tonight Show this week promoting her new skincare line called Skin by Kim, and she revealed that her and her boyfriend Pete Davidson like to pop each other's pimples. I mean that's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. But what she said is she's we go to the term, we go to dermatologists together. We inject our pimples together. Uh the dermatologist is like, "Is this contagious? You guys always have pimples at the same time." Oh. Ugh, that's so gross. She described her skincare as our uh what is, She described skincare as one of her major bonding things with Pete. She said it's a very romantic gesture as one time she had a pimple on her face and she kept reminding Pete Pete, don't let me go to sleep without putting cream on my pimple. Don't let me go to sleep without putting cream on my pimple. And she fell asleep and she woke up and there was cream on her pimple. I guess when she was sleeping, Pete rubbed the cream on her face. Isn't that romantic?
1: Yeah, I mean, stars just like us, except not. um, I really thought that this was so gross. And she just wore Marilyn Monroe, the sexiest woman in the world, an icon. She just wore this woman's dress. B! you you are you are similar to this woman be this sophisticated glamorous being we don't need to hear stories like this i don't know what the objective was in telling us this story but i just think it's so far off from brand which is glamour, and you want to be me? Um, I don't. I really just thought I. I just was so grossed out by this. Yeah, right. this was
0: this was gross. I mean that they're. It's one of the stuff like you're not fourteen years old. You're not fourteen years old anymore. You don't talk about pimples if you get them. Like again, it's life. It's sort of gross. It's crazy to me that this became news. Like that's how powerful they are and big they are that's something that's so like just nonsense and so like i would even consider this news people like oh this is a headline um yeah it's it's just for them, to just talk about him, gross, dude. That's just. No, thanks. Pete is like growing on her. All right, number uh, number six. This was actually surprised me because I didn't know this. Mindy Kaling is working on Legally Blonde three as a writer. You know, she's a comedian. She's a writer. Um, I didn't know this, but she's a self proclaimed super fan of the movie series. She says uh, we are working on a draft of the movie, and hopefully it'll be done by like mid summer. Then we're gonna turn into Reese. And it's always weird when you're working for your friend because you're like, I hope you like it, because obviously the role is so iconic for her. And I love the character so much. So I want her to be happy. Uh, I gotta be honest with you. I never saw Legally Blonde one or two. It's just, I mean, I, I get it, but was it that iconic of a movie? I mean, if you're doing three of them, I'm sure, but in your opinion, were you that much of a fan of the movie?
1: The very first one, I'm sure I've seen the second, but I have no recollection of it because it was not as memorable, but the first one was so memorable, but she talks about this. Unfortunately, you haven't seen it. So you can't really, you're not going to have Flashbacks, but there's this great storyline throughout it where it's the bend and snap, and it's how to get a man's attention. And she talks about how that narrative would not work today. I mean, we're probably thinking, like, consent then kiss. You know, it just, the the humor that was so popular back then is, um, you know, appalling now to some people. So I think she's got a really tough job ahead of her to keep that charm of the original Legally Blonde but to stay up to date with how offended we all are by everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I it's hard, like, you watch the new Sex and City remake and you see oh. how weird how woke it is and yeah. it's so I mean it's not the jokes are just not strong for me the new second city and maybe that's because of my uh, my. I might be just being a little angry because about my issues with Sarah Jessica Parker just the way she has treated me over the years however the jokes are just so you see from a mile away and it's, it's very woke so you wonder yeah. if this new you know, legally blonde will be like that. you know it's hard to make a comedy these days. Um yes. Mindy is but Mindy's super talented, so I'm excited to see what she does and I will I watch it probably not. However, I'm excited to see what people have to say about it.
1: I don't think you're the demo, so I think I'm it's not the fun. demo.
0: You know who I'm a demo of? huh. David Dobrik, our number five story. So, David Dobrik, uh, you know him. He's the YouTube star, social media star. Probably at one point was the biggest, one of the biggest YouTube stars. But in the past few years, he's kind of slowed down because, you know, it's just it's a hateful world, and people are trying to throw hate on him, and he kind of suffered from that. However. He, uh, his former friend and uh, collaborator is suing the YouTube star over a near-death stunt that landed him in the hospital in 2020. And I remember this. This is a crazy story. Jeff wittick who is also a popular social media star himself, is seeking $10 million in damages to cover the cost of lost wages and earning capacity as well as hospital, as well as hospital bills he tamed as a result of the accident, which, number one, I'm surprised it's only $10 because Jeff is so successful that I thought he was going to be making more than just 10 million so i thought there was more i thought he could get more money out of it however Jeff alleged in the lawsuit that Dobrik had been operating an excava- excavator. I think that's the yeah, name of the yeah. machine, uh, which basically it's like a crane that kind of spin things, picks up stuff and kind of spin it around if you want to. So uh, Dobrik was operating the excavator that was placed in the ocean for a stunt in June 2020 and asked his pals to swing from the machine using a rope while riding several objects. Uh, Wittick said that when it was his turn, Dobrik allegedly began swinging the excavator too fast, which caused him to slam into it. Get seriously injured. I mean, he was he was beat up. He I mean he almost went blind from this. I think he I mean he broke his foot. I mean his he had so many surgeries on his eye and it was a very, very gnarly thing. It's crazy that it's just now that he um kind of did the lawsuit. Dobrik has said this is one of the worst things that's ever happened to him, and he still feels so bad. I mean, it was a complete accident. Um, I am surprised by this again, that it's only a ten million dollar lawsuit and damages. I thought Jeff would be going at him for more money. Why? because dobrik a has more money and B, Jeff got seriously injured. I mean, he almost died from this and he did lose out on a lot of stuff. I mean, the guy is super successful and does make a lot of money on his own. So um,
1: but don't you wonder if David really did feel that bad and horrible about it? Why wouldn't he have just paid? his hospital expenses. Why wouldn't he have just taken care of those expenses that he's going after? Because if I knew that I had done something to injure somebody and I did have the money, I would just pay the bills and I would hope that paying the bills would make things okay between us so that I didn't end up in a court of law with a judge that very potentially could tell the both of them that they're idiots and common sense not says not to do the the type of sense that they're doing.
0: Yeah. Um, You're right. Uh, But here's the thing. I think once I I wasn't there, neither of us were there. When something like this happens and it's a complete accident, I just, for legal reasons, it says, you know, I think you just have to say, you know what? I can't accept your money at this point. I'm going to have to go through insurance to kind of pay for the damages. And after that, then we'll figure things out. Because at what point do you say, you know, I think you need legal. Papers are just a uh, you know a court assigned document to figure out okay what's the exact money exchange going to be because obviously you're at fault for this I mean was he forced to do it it's weird it's it's a very tricky slope and I just think for legal reasons uh, they have to kind of go through the court system it's with insurance it's actually probably the machines insurance so with all mm-hmm. the insurance companies involved uh, I think just there's no choice but to go through. The, the, That's very
1: mature of you, Adam. That's a very mature I'm getting answer. better.
0: I'm getting better. I'm getting more mature, you know? But no, it's not mature. Teen mom, Farah Abraham, our number four story, she's been charged with battery for allegedly slapping a security guard outside a Los Angeles club back in January. Remember this video? I do. This was a fun one. The mom was once charged uh, on June – the mom was uh, of one was charged on June 2nd and has an arrangement – uh, arraignment sent for June 23rd. She's facing up to a year in prison and a $2,000 fine, according to TMZ. Abraham was asked to leave the club but refused. Cops were then called after initial citizen's arrest was made. Uh, this is not Abrams' first time. Uh, Abraham's it's not Abrams. this is not uh, Abraham's first time around the block. As she has been, she pleaded guilty in November. I think it was 2018 to a misdemeanor charge of resisting police after she got into another fight with a security guard at the Beverly Hills Hotel in June of that year. Uh, she was sentenced to two years probation and five days of community service. So uh, I remember seeing that video. It was a wild video because it was pretty long. She had a citizen's rep, but now she's facing up to a year in prison prison for this. Will she probably serve a year in prison? Probably not. Um, how it ends, I would say similar to what she's already kind of was sentenced to, which was probation and community service. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Yeah, Maybe, no, I mean, she, sorry. You know,
1: I think what's really interesting about this is that her uh, her attorneys are doing their entire own investigation because she they really truly feel like she is the victim here. I haven't investigated this enough to have a real opinion on it. I just know that Farah is constantly in trouble. <laughs> But um, the fact that they are doing their own investigation, could they potentially find some piece of evidence that proves that she was handled inappropriately? They very well could. So I, I don't know. I really don't have um, an opinion on whether or not I think she should go to jail. I just know that Farah finds herself in trouble quite often. And if I were her, I'd take a step back from nightclubs and bars and focus on being a good mom to my to my younger my younger daughter, because she's setting an example for her daughter with all of these things.
0: You know, I, you want to sort of hate Farrah Abraham. I think a lot of people want to throw shade to Farrah Abraham because, yes, she does these paparazzi setup shots where she shows off her butt or her new relationship or when she was milking the sex tape, but she also understands the business. From my experiences, to be honest with you, she's been super nice. She came on our podcast. I really, really enjoyed the interview. She came on Time, which I'm always impressed with, but Mm -hmm. she's also very cool. She's very business. So, that's just my personal experience with her. However, I was not at the scene when this incident went down. We'll see how it ends. Right now, it's not looking good for her. However, I don't think she'll ever serve a year in prison. No um, Let's get to number three. Elon Musk's daughter is officially free of her famous last name. She has been granted the name and gender change she requested. So his daughter, Vivian Jenna Wilson, which is her new name, she's no longer going to be – She's never Xavier, she's no, I think it was. Yeah. She's not going to have um, – Musk as her last name, as her famous father, um, which now her last name – again, her, name is, her now name is Vivian Jenna Wilson. Wilson is her mother's maiden name. She was also granted a gender change. Vivian identifies as a female in the doc state, and a new birth certificate reflecting to the change in gender will soon be issued. So she's going to change her gender. Vivian says the reason for her change is that the fact I no longer live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any shape, way, or form.
1: Can I just really quickly interrupt you? Because I have so many thoughts on this. But first of all, I looked up the name Vivian Jenna Wilson I looked it up on Instagram out of curiosity the other day and it's like a rump shaker account and if I'm going to legally change my name for the world I'm going to go on the internet and I'm going to scour the internet and make sure nobody else is associated with this name who's got a booty shaking account it's like just a woman shaking her rump and so that like amazed me (laughs) that she was she legally changed her name to uh, to uh, it's Vivian Jenna Wilson and on the internet there's a woman who is going viral every day, shaking her booty. Um, But also, there's a thing called nepotism. Ask Patrick Schwarzenegger, ask Meghan McCain. Having the last name Musk will serve you so well in life. You really, really should reconsider distancing yourself from your dad because your father will open so many doors that you're not even aware of and probably already has opened so many doors that you're not even aware of.
0: I don't disagree with you. Um, It's just a matter of, does she want those doors open or does she want to prove that she could do it on her own? The question from, for that I have is, does Elon leave her in the will still? Does he come back and say, when everything goes, when I'm no longer here, you get a certain percentage of my money or my, my, my sharings, that's going to be, that's going to, is she in the will?
1: Yeah, that's a good question.
0: I don't know. All right. Number two, and I need your help on this story. Number two. Kate Middleton and Prince William. And I'm, I'm I, that's why I have, you're the, you're the royalty queen. So uh, I, I, I need your help on this story because I don't understand these people. Absolutely. Kate Middleton and Prince William viewed a special piece of artwork on Thursday, their first official joint portrait. Uh, the the two, William and Kate, both 40, stopped by the University of Cambridge's Fitzwilliam Museum in the heart of Cambridge, where they view the painted artwork as revealed to the public for the first time. Why is this a big deal?
1: Well, this is there's this is a big deal for two reasons. Number one is because on Monday it was Prince William's 40th birthday and he did not release an official portrait of himself. And the royal watchers were absolutely livid. I mean, there were headlines about how furious royal watchers were that they didn't get an official portrait of Prince William. So this was a surprise to not only I mean, it was truly, really a surprise to royal watchers that they were going to get to see this for the first time. Portraits, royal portraits, are a part of the pomp and circumstance. It's a part; of, they become part of history. I mean, really, 200 years from now, this picture might be one of the photos that people see in history books or in a, in a in a in a museum. So it's just one of the kind of. It's just a traditional thing that they do that they get their portraits painted, and you know, you if you think of Princess Diana, some of the beautiful portraits that were painted of Diana. And the queen. Uh, but this was a big deal because it's their first one together. They've been married for over 10 years. And he, one day they will be hopefully king and uh, queen consort. So it is a, it's a big deal for the royal world. Do you
0: like the painting?
1: I think it's so beautiful. And sometimes they are so hideous. So yeah. I was relieved that it was so lovely because uh, I've seen some fugly.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, its an interesting painting. And listen, if someone's going to paint you, it's just cool. If someone's yeah. going to pay me, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put that up. That's pretty badass. Um, so, But then you're saying it's part of history, even though that we have iPhones now. We just put a cell phone photo, a selfie of them on the wall. It's like, no, 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 paint us. Okay, yeah. cool. So that's going to be part of the history books. On to the number one story of the week. Bill Nye is officially off the market, ladies and confused gentlemen. He <laughs> has married author Lisa Lisa Mundy last Monday Uh, I'm sorry, Liza Mundy last month. He married her outside the Smithsonian – dude. Oh, God. This is a tongue twister. He married author Liza Mundy last month outside the Smithsonian Institute's castle in Washington, D.C. after the couple exchanged vows in front of family and friends and their efficient Star Trek alum Robert Picardo – Bill and uh, Liza, Liza celebrate with a reception where they had their first dance to Sam Cooke's version of "Wonderful World." I love this. How did they meet? Uh, the Monday uh, mentioned Bill Nye's mom in her 2017 book Code Girls: The Untold st- The Untold Story of American Women, Code Breakers of World War II. Nye then reportedly sent her an email, and a bond was formed. Pretty cool to find love after 60, especially in showbiz. You I waited
1: all day to make this joke. Bill Nye, the monogamous guy.
0: Wow, you there know? you go. Thank okay. Thank you. <laughs> Let, we'll see no, no, it's happens. so
1: great to see them, and I too love their love story. That she. Her introduction to him was through interest in his mother. She wrote about his mother in a book and then he sends an email just to thank her for acknowledging his mother and then they fall in love. I mean, is this not a Hallmark movie? Sign me up. Where it's the popcorn. I am in it to win it.
0: Yeah, we. I love seeing an over 60 love story. I think it's kind of nice. It's kind of fun and it's kind uh, of cool. uplifting for a lot of people. But that's our top 10 stories of the week. We are the Hollywood Raw, the number one anti-pollution entertainment news podcast out there. If you listen to another entertainment news podcast, you're supporting pollution. Or anti-pollution. Uh, make sure you guys leave a review. Um, but Kinsey, Kinsey Schofield, people go check out your podcast at the To Die For Daily Podcast. If you love the Royals, you're gonna love her podcast because listen, she is an expert. I've never seen someone who has so much more information on the Royals. It's it's so good. It's so fun. So interesting. And I thank you for hanging out with me. Uh, make sure you check out her podcast, To Die For Daily Podcast. My name is Adam Glenn. Follow me at Adam Glenn. Dax Holtz in Germany. I don't even know what you say goodbye in Germany. What do you, how do you say <laughs> Guten Tag? I don't know. That's high. I don't know. Shout out to Dax. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.
1: Ahura Media Production.